Out of the Pen Podcast. What's up and welcome to the Out of the Pen Podcast here on MTMV Sports Podcasting Network. Baseball fans rejoice, it is my team, my voice. We are bringing you baseball from a fan's perspective. As always, it is Eric Boston with Andy Ziga. What's up, dude? Not much. How are you today? Man, I'm good. Um, you know, I think we're going to talk about this guy here shortly, but... You know, obviously one of the guys that was – or two of the guys that were floating around out there in free agency that I was like, hey, I wouldn't hate if the Royals signed these guys. Both got signed this week, so I'm not going to go into too much detail there. But let's just say, you know, I'm just sitting here watching, you know, the Royals do a whole lot of nothing. I mean, it seems like <laughs> maybe that's what the Rangers are doing too. So, uh, Well, you know, um, it's really what they should be doing. Yeah. Save some money. Like, I mean – the owners are going to want to make their money. They might as well make it when you're going to be bad anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I've liked what the Rangers have done. They they were smart this season and last season. They went and got some uh, some guys on the cheap early yeah. on and then just sat it out. But <laughs> Awesome. Well, guys, if you haven't checked us out, you can go online to outofthepinbaseball.com, catch up on past podcast episodes, as well as check out articles, different uh, videos, stuff that we have on there. Uh, we'd love for you to drop your email into that subscribe bar, and anytime we post new content on outofthepinbaseball.com, you'll get it delivered right to your inbox. So if you could do that for us, it would be awesome. So, Andy, we've been working on a little series that you put together looking at different teams around the, around the league uh, with different topics attached to those teams, and we're going to keep that rolling today. Uh, what's the what, what's kind of the topic, what's the theme of today's episode? Well, you know, uh, this all started when I was looking at some teams that had been rebuilding, and then they kind of were starting to to hit it big and um uh, then i started looking at all the teams and split them apart and this group here um is how long before they have success so these guys have been rebuilding um we have two parts to this one uh today we're going to take a look at uh, some teams that i think um probably that they seem to be making some moves unlike the rangers and royals right. um <laughs> you know like and um some of them more than others but uh you know, I I kind of wanted to take a look at them and see um, are they are they that close or are they not? So how long before they have success? Um, that's the thing. Are they close to breaking through? Uh, will their moves pay off? The ones who have made moves and um, what do you think about their potential success? Okay. So um, we might be able to break that down into. Uh, two smaller you know questions but but we'll start with those and go from there so, sounds good uh, our teams today are san diego padres cincinnati reds chicago white Sox, and the san francisco giants um and since i know you're just like nipping at the bud to talk about the about machado um we're we're, we're gonna start right in with the san diego san diego padres today so okay um Obviously, um, you know, news broke that uh, yesterday that Machado signed 10 years, $300 million with uh, 
the Padres, the largest free agent contract of any sport. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We're going to see if uh, Bryce Harper, who's still out there, can top that or not. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, one, was it a surprise that San Diego got Machado would be the one thing. I mean, you, you saw them spend pretty big money on Eric Cosmer last offseason, and, you know, they're definitely considered a smaller market team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting as we talk about them here to see how you feel that the addition of Machado, you know, changes their outlook, uh, you know, for this year and the next few seasons. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting uh, altogether. Uh, to answer your question really quick, I would not say I was surprised uh, because I heard that they were in on it, and they've shown that they're willing to go spend and off and on. But uh, I, it, it is kind of, you know, at first you kind of feel, oh, it's the Padres. <laughs> but uh, let's take a look at their roster, and there's a few things I want to point out about their roster. Uh, I Obviously, last year, I believe, and I don't have it up right here, but but I believe they were like four or five games under 500. Um, but uh, they, they, they could have been closer to 10, but they were a little bit under 500. And Annie Machado probably doesn't put them as a playoff team yet. But as you actually really take a good look at their roster, you could see some things it does for them, especially when you're thinking long-term. So uh, if you take a look um, from roster resource here, they have right now projected for the Padres that they will have uh, Kinsler at second, Machado at third, Hosmer at first, Will Myers in left field, Hunter Renfo in uh, right field, Franchi uh, Cordero in center field, uh, and then Luis Urias at short, and then Austin Hedges at catcher. Uh, I, you know, that's really going to be quite a bit of a platoon, though, uh, because they picked up Francisco Mejia last year, and they're hoping that he's going to be, um, you know, the thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised and, if you're looking at Mejia being the everyday catcher, uh, yeah. if he, especially if he has a really, you know, if he shows it in spring training, there shouldn't be a reason for him not to be. I agree 100%. And, uh, of course, uh, last year he didn't bat that well. And he maybe – but, you know, as he progresses – Well, you got to remember he's he's 23 years old. Yeah. Um, You know, they've got – you know, the the Padres have been a team that's had a really good farm system that they've put together. Um, And so you've got this mix – of young talent coming up and then these veteran guys that they've brought in, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know, adding Kinsler, adding Machado in there, you know, it, I think you're going to see in the National League West, uh, I don't know, me personally, I, you know, I think we kind of talked about this last time, the Dodgers – I don't know if we expect the Dodgers to be quite what they've been the last few years. So, you know, does that open the door a little bit more? I think the Padres have put themselves from an offensive standpoint where they're right in the mix with their rest of their NL West um, rivals there. Now, there's another side to the game besides just putting runs on the board, though. And and we'll get there, I'm sure, in a second. Yeah. Um, One thing I wanted to to point out, you mentioned that they had – 
a good farm system. Well, and some of their guys have started to come up, uh, Mejia and Urias, but they have, let's see here, three, five, uh, seven, ten. They have, I believe, 14, if I count that right, 14 people who are on some sort of top 150 uh, 126 prospect board, and um, if you, if you want to eliminate the Fangraphs one, uh, they have ten that are in the top 100 on one of the groups um, on um, prospect rankings, and so that that's almost unheard of, honestly. When I looked at first, I thought that that there was some sort of mistake here, but I went and I checked it out, and I mean, here's the thing: they very easily could make some trades using some of those guys definitely, or definitely. just have some of those guys come up. Well, and you and also got to figure like to, to your point there, you know, like an Ian Kinsler, he more than likely is a stopgap for them. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's 36, almost 37 years old and you have uh Fernando Tatis jr. In your system. And you know what Tatis and Urias, both of them, are not able to play shortstop at the same time. One of them is yeah. going to have to go somewhere. So it's either going to be a trade or what's most likely is probably Urias will slide over, I'm assuming, to I, take over second. I forgot to mention, I've I've read on this quite a bit, and I've seen a few things. And actually, from what I understand, Machado is was saying that he wants short still. And so well, we're looking at – I mean, Machado um, said that he wanted to be playing shortstop, but – he did say, you know, once uh, free agency got going, that he would go to third in the right situation. Well, I have a feeling that, that he's got three hundred million right situations well, to play third well, base. I don't right know. Now. I uh, well, here's what I was hearing because I and, and maybe maybe it's off, but maybe it's not. Um, there's a real thought um, among some people that uh, Machado will stay at short, and Urias basically like due to several different things is going to move over to second and then they'll put Tatis over at third. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I don't know. Um, well, what's going to be interesting there? Cause I mean, I don't think, you know, right now the projections aren't for Tatis to, you know, break camp. I mean, he was in the double yeah. a level last year. We got to see him, you know, up close and in person. We actually did an interview with him last year when he was, uh, in Springfield playing against the double yeah. a Cardinals. Um, you know, could he be a – yeah, I mean, he's got a cannon. You know, so he could that work at third? Probably, probably so. Um, if they're going to do that, though, then here's my thing is – You'd be wh- why don't, juggling Urias around well, a little bit. Well, you, yeah, you need to put Urias at second base now. Maybe Kinsler can play third. I don't know. Um, I mean, you have, you know, much, much uh, more time of watching Kinsler – play with his time with the you, Rangers stuff. I mean, I don't think you'd want him at third, um, but like, I, I mean, Kinsler, Kinsler was uh, here and there as a defender and sometimes he was really good, but other times he wasn't. And I, I don't, I don't think, and maybe I'm off, but I don't think you'd want to move him. but uh, well, you know, from a defensive well, so, standpoint. So do you think but, Kinsler becomes a utility player? I could, I could see that happening. Um, you know, I'm sure he did not sign there planning on becoming a utility player. And so, but we'll he just also didn't know that Manny Machado off. was coming to town either. So. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know that. But he, 
He's kind of a fiery guy, so I I would I would expect that they'll they'll run him out there for a while, and they'll probably uh, they'll they'll figure something out. Well, probably the best the thing that could be for Kinsler would be if he does end up in a utility role that he makes the most out of that. Yeah, and because even with the with adding Machado in there, we don't I don't think we expect the Padres to make a run this year. Yeah, so if Kinsler can do what he you know go about his business. He could be a guy that could get flipped before the deadline. And uh, to your point earlier, it's quite possible that Machado is willing to play third until they decide that they can move Urias over as well. Um, well, I think that all comes about of when do they think Tatis is ready to be in the bigs? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, honestly, th- these are good problems to and, have. Well, and, and uh, I can tell you that from. Just the eye test, it didn't look like Tatis was too far off. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, honestly, they're going to wait. I don't know where he's at on his time, but they'll probably wait um, to save an extra year on him. But um, wherever he's at on there, it'll probably be somewhat close to that. But uh, so you take a look. Their infield uh, is pretty well set. They have some outfielders who can play. Uh, I could, I could see them making some moves there, here and there. Their catchers, like I don't know, maybe they hit, maybe they don't. But they're both young. They're both good. Like been well respected um, coming up. Well, and- you gotta let you gotta let Mejia just have those everyday at bats and and. Let him kind of figure it out because I mean well, he he was a top prospect in the Hedges, Indian organization Hedges for a was, reason, you know. Hedges was Mejia three years ago, so um, <laughs> and, you know he's still twenty six, and so there I, I could see them um, kind of letting letting them bat, battle out a little bit. Like I mean, yes, I I agree with you. They've got to get Mejia his time. If he's if he's hitting at all, they've got to go with him. But if he's not, they've got Hedges, and you know what. Competition is good, <laughs> right. so Hedges has not played well the last couple of years. But uh, you know that they there was that expectation at one time. You never know when that's going to hit. Uh, as far as their outfield, when you think of, uh, I mean, this this has Margot listed on the bench, but he started quite a bit last year. He could be starting, but when you think of uh, Will Myers, man, that dude can hit. But is he going to be injured or not? Yeah, a lot of a lot of injury. How streaky is he going to be? A lot of injury, and he's making another position change again. Um, I mean, he's, but, he's been but moved he's played, around. A he lot. played in the outfield off and on last year quite a bit. Well, so. yeah, I mean, he spent time. I mean, he's he's played all over the outfield. I mean, came up as as a uh, third baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spent time at first base. Like the, I think a big thing for him is he's got to be able to settle in somewhere. Yeah, and you know, uh, there. The funny thing is, there's a lot of there's a lot of players who move around like that now. We have we have uh, Zobris almost comp- uh, making the super utility guy, and and I've seen several players. Not necessarily usually by choice, but like when I watch uh, Jerkers and Profar and stuff, they become that super utility quote unquote guy, um, and maybe not definitely not as well as Zobris was, but uh, you see a lot of guys who can have success that way. I I honestly think for Myers, it's about being healthy. 
you know. Um, He's got to get his bats and be healthy, and he just doesn't seem to stay there. And so I don't know. You know, you know much more with him, but um, well, he. I mean, he's he's definitely you know he's got a talented bat. But you're right. If it, it doesn't matter if he's not in the lineup, so he's got to get in there every day, um, and it's going to be a huge boost to the Padres from an offensive standpoint if he is. So, so when we say how close they are, I, I mean, Here, I don't know. The, I could see it in three or four years. It's really just or in two years. Like I could see it happening. Well, next here's year. here's what they've got to do. They've got to solidify their pitching well, at this point. I mean they they've got a line they've got a lineup that can hang. Yeah. You know, they've got prospects coming up. They they need to know that they have pitching that can get it done. And right now that's a uncertainty for the Padres. Well, um earlier I mentioned they had uh 10 in the top 100 prospects, right? Well, they have out of that they had 7 of those um are starting pitchers. So, right. uh, but some, the problem some there of them is are prospects in high, high A, yeah. and so that's kind of the issue there. Uh, several are in high A. They do have a couple there at Triple A. I am not, um, I'm not familiar enough with all of them. I, I do believe uh, from the different things I looked at that Chris Paddock will probably get some time this year, um, and maybe even Logan Allen. They kind of have the freedom to play around right now with their starting pitching, and they can they can trade guys, they can figure things out. Well, and that right there's the thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, say they put together uh, a decent first half, and they are right in the mix, you know, for for the division. This they are in a very similar spot. I I, I know I always go back to like com, kind of comparing to Kansas City, but they are in that similar spot where Kansas City. You know, they made the move for James Shields, and that kind of pushed them into being able to get into the playoffs, right? And having that um, team chemistry, having that right environment around them. And then what do they do? They get there, they fall just short, and the next year they go and they make, you know, their big trades, right? Um, um, so I, I kind of laugh at that because uh, not not in a mocking way, but, like, because – San Diego made their big move for James Shields as well a few years ago. And um, yeah. honestly, uh, I, I I do have something funny. Well, I don't know that's But what they funny. need to do now is they need to make their move for Cueto. Not not saying they need Cueto, but they need their Cueto move that the, like the Royals made. Yeah. You know, they need – they've got – They've got the the prospects to get a deal done for a front end starter. Well, I I don't know what you know about their GM AJ Preller, but he was with the Rangers forever before he went over there. Right. And when he went over there, he started doing all sorts of crazy trash, and we were like, "What is going on?" But you know, he traded away all their prospects to try to compete. And it was interesting. He was thinking way outside the box. And um, then he was able to trade away the people he had to get prospects back. And so um, it's interesting to see how he goes about it. He kind of thinks a little bit differently than some people. They've, they've had a few different moves where, where they've taken um, they've taken major leaguers for major leaguers, and moves that don't happen very often. They've There's all sorts of different things. They hired uh, the guy that was in charge of fan grass forever dave cameron and what's funny is they hired him and about a month later 
they hired or they got uh, Eric Hosmer, and he'd been writing I don't all sorts of negative stuff about Eric Hosmer. So it was kind of kind of funny. Like, and I know that's a little bit off, but but it's still just funny. Um, if you take a look at some of their their pitching, um, they've got Lucchesi. All right, he's a decent pitcher. They've got they've got a couple young guys already in there, and um, Lauer and in uh, I'm sorry, I switched from what I was looking at, uh, and in uh, Luis Luis Perdomo, and um, if honestly, it doesn't take much for some of those young guys like t- they're 23, 25, um, Lucchesi's 25, start hitting, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, and they're pitching in San Diego, which means that um, it's that much easier. Like I don't know how often I've seen um, pitchers uh, when looking at fantasy and stuff. You look at San Diego and they are like pitching under two almost. Yeah. And, but but anyway, um, I I I agree, but I don't think it needs to be too much. Like like I really think that they're no, kind of th- close. I think it. Well, like I said, there's with with prospects and young guys, it, there's just a, a level of uncertainty there. So you got to see. But I I don't think that anyone could argue that it would be a bad move for them to land a, oh, a guy that they no. can count on on the front end of that rotation. Yeah. You know, I would not be at all surprised if we're heading in here in August and all of a sudden they've snuck in there and then made a few trades and yeah. now they're competing. But I also won't be surprised to see them 500-ish. And, oh, yeah. And, well, and, but, and, so, and yeah. to get back to the original point of all this, I think they're still two to – I mean, I think you said two to three. I, that's where I was going to go. Like, they're two to three. I think they're going to need to make – you know, they're going to need another offseason or two of kind of some wheeling and dealing um, – you know, supplemental guys, you know, guys that complement what they're putting together in there. But they're, it's not far off. I mean, it could, could it be 2020? Yeah, I think it could be. I know, I know your answer to this question, but do you think that uh, the Padres signing Machado was a good idea? I mean, why not? Exactly. You know? Anybody, but, yeah. But, but um, I mean, it's not, people... here, here's the thing. Okay. And, and so we have uh, a mutual friend. Mike, Michael Lewis, right? That we that, and I was talking to him yesterday on my way home, and honestly, the Padres, their combination of signing Hosmer last year and signing Machado yesterday to this, uh, you know, blockbuster deal, it proves something that I've been saying for a while. Any of these teams, the Royals, the Rays, whoever you want to say, the smallest market team, they could do this. Oh yes, oh yes. If their owners want to open up their pockets, see, and that's why. As much, not that I'm a Yankees fan, you know that. Yeah. But when people talked about, oh well, the Yankees just buy championships. You know what? Who cares? Steinbrenner opened his wallet and he took care of it. You know, he said, "I don't want my team to be terrible. I'm going to use my money because I know I can make it up on the back end if I've got a successful product on the field." And this is proving that. I mean, all of these owners could do this, it, but there's so many of them that's just okay. Well, let's just you know let's live within this, um, you know, budget 
that we make actually off of the team. Let's not touch my personal assets to do well, this. You know, you know they they've moved way up on their payroll, but they're still only at one. Th- I say only one hundred thirty five million for well, the year. Well, today that's but in today's um, baseball that's only you know yeah yeah and but, and, but I, well, I, I, I mean like you got to think about it, though like this is what a team like this needs to do. I mean, I think I still think Atlanta should sign Harper because yeah, it's going to be a big deal. But you've got so much young talent that you're not having to pay for another five, six years. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Well, like, here's the thing. Um, uh, one of the guys I follow closely um, for the Rangers has been really just disappointed because he's wanted the Rangers to to go out and get him, uh, go out and get Machado because that's going to be one of our big holes is third base. And it makes sense to get the guy, even though we might be a few years away, um, it, First off, it starts things. Secondly, uh, he's should be good for a while. But um, the other thing I wanted to bring up with that uh, was that you mentioned um, – oh, my gosh, I lost what I was going to say. Um, you mentioned uh, – what did you just mention before Harper? Um, oh, oh, about teams going in yeah. And, yeah. and getting it. When, when the Rangers um, – in 2009 when they when they first started having success and stuff their payroll was low ish at the time and it was like 68 million um by the time in 2011 you know 10 and 11 they both they went to the world series but by the end of 2011 they had jumped to like 120 or something like that which at that time was more than it's worth now and so like when they started getting there, they they held off, and then when they start getting there, they start spending. And I think that's the that's the way a lot of teams need to do it. Um, so uh, so back to the point here. Um, I think we've answered our questions. I I honestly I lo- I love it for them, and um, I would you know it's a good move for anybody. Uh, and so there you go. Uh, let's take a quick look. Are you ready to take yeah, a look at yeah. the Cincinnati Reds? The Reds? Cool. All right. So, uh, Cincinnati Reds. They Which the, the Reds are an interesting team. They, um, you know, look like they may be on the verge of blowing it up, and then they go into this offseason, and they make that deal with the Dodgers um, to kind of put themselves – or to try to bolster that that lineup, right? Yeah. Um, it went. It went from you know, could they trade Joey Votto to oh no, let's add more veteran pieces around Joey Votto. You know. Well, um, the Reds kind of kind of started to blow it up there for a little while a few years ago, and but they go they go back and forth, and they they were making some moves here this off season. I think it's uh, interesting as you take a look. Uh, You'd be surprised. I, I think what happened was some of their prospects hit. You know what I'm saying? Like like they did well quickly. And so then they're like, ooh, we need to do something. Uh, as, as you take a look at their prospects that they have coming up, they have five that are in the top 100. One of those is Nick Sinzel, and there's a good chance that he's going to be playing this year. Uh, it, it has him listed as second and third, but I've also heard um, he might be out in the outfield a little bit, but who knows what's going to happen, where they'll play him. I, 
And uh, but as you take a look at their their infield, of course they have Joey Votto, but um, I don't even know if I can say his name right. But Eugenio Suarez, uh, you know, he's twenty seven, um, almost twenty eight. He um, he actually had, did really well last year. He hit well. Um, you know, he had a kind of down second half. Scooter Jennett, um, he kind of hit, and um, I don't know that. Well, yeah, they knew he was all right, but he played so well last year. So you're looking at an infield uh, with them when you add in Joey Votto and Jose Peraza that isn't too old outside of Votto and can hit. You know, um, I, 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 it's a little bit less impressive once you jump out to their outfield and such. But um, I'm. You know, th- so what do they do? Well, they go, they make some trades. They have Matt Kemp, um, whether he plays, starts, or is off the bench. They got a Rule 5 guy um, to kind of be a utility guy. And then they, for their starting pitching, they've, you know, they went and got Alex Wood. They went and got Sonny Gray. They went and got Tanner Rourke. Uh, I don't know. This well, team and, might and, be good this and, year. And, and they got... Uh, Yasiel Puig in that deal as well. And Puig seems to have bought into Cincinnati, at least on his social media. So that's a big thing. You know, it seemed like maybe he was a guy who, you know, liked being in Hollywood, you know, wanted that um, spotlight on him. But he he seems like he's He's kind of buying into Cincinnati. He's kind of a wild card kind of guy in general. Like, like he's a guy, uh, you know, some guys are streaky. He's a streaky guy. And, man, when he is, it's something to – yeah. something to watch right and i get what you're saying andy on you know they might be able to compete but if, if i'm gonna be fully honest it, central <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what i'm gonna say like honestly and you can rip me all this for this all you want or whatever but i if, if i was running the show in cincinnati i think i would have blown it up i think i would have got you know, a package of prospects for Vado. I would have traded Scooter Jeanette and got, you know, a good return for him because of the fact that you have Cubs and Milwaukee teams that are going to be good for a while. You have a Cardinals team that always finds a way in their retooling. I mean, that's three teams that you've got to try to figure Pirates, out how do I – Pirates aren't bad either. The Pirates are – but let's, they, let's, They're going to be struggle because Pir- of the, Central. But. Yeah. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, though, man, like they're in like maybe the worst situation in any, of any teams in baseball just because of the other three teams in that division. You right never now. know what's going to happen, too. I mean, and and I don't know the Cubs. The Cubs are a little bit older, and I I was as I've looked at some of the things I was thinking about last week. I'm I'm not sure how long the Cubs will have or not. They could end up. They could end up falling down, but they. I. I don't know. It just depends. Uh, their. Their. Uh, ownership says they've run out of money, and so that's part of the reason they haven't chased some people. But they still have an amazing core, and right. uh, I think if you take a deep look at Pittsburgh, you'll be surprised at how good they actually are. They. They actually are a good team, and I mean, so all five teams are looking pretty good. Uh, I agree with you, but there's still a lot of baseball to be played and a lot of injuries to happen and chemistry type things. Um, You never know what's going to happen. The Cardinals, um, they're good, 
and man, I love Goldsmith, and um, I could see them making more moves, but I don't think it would take much for them to not be a very strong team either. Like oh, one or two bad things happen, and and you know, uh, uh, I say that in the same breath. I very easily could see them winning the division. They're a good team, but right. but I don't know. They've they've outperformed some. But going back to the Reds here, um, anything here really jump out at you as you take a look at them? Well, so the one thing that is going to be, and, and I mean, I just keep going back to this because I know that you know if you're going to get to the postseason, um, then it becomes all about your pitching. So what the Reds have is kind of the complete opposite problem of what the, the Padres have, right? The, the Padres, we were talking about how they have a bunch of uncertainty when it comes to their pitching staff. Yes. Um, the Reds, you have more knowledge of what you have there because um, you added these veteran guys. The, the question is, are, are they good enough? I mean, yeah. man, I, I don't know. Like, whenever you're talking about Sonny Gray being potentially your your lead guy. I mean, I, he's he's uh, not I bad. Would, he's not. I bad, would disagree but. with him being the number one. I mean, on the on this ranking, he's there. But right. I mean, you still you're still looking at Alex Wood. But but you're looking at. Um, I would say uh, when you look at Alex Wood, Luis Castillo, um, uh, Tanner Rourke, Sonny Gray, you're looking at. Four solid two to three. What, what you have, you know, yeah. So, well, and what you have and there, what you have there is the, is the quintessential starting rotation that you need to get you five innings, right? I mean, we talked about that uh, last last show, but but then you got to ask yourself, okay, do you have the bullpen that can shorten the game I, like that or not? Well, and and I think it might be selling some of those guys a little short. They they aren't they aren't aces, but they aren't bad pitchers either. Like they they can easily get that five and probably that six quite often. I would say, um, but yeah, their bullpen. Um, they've got Iglesias on the back end there, and he's an excellent pitcher. Uh, they have Jared Hughes, David Hernandez, Amir Garrett. All of them are pretty decent pitchers there, and so. Um, but then once you get past them. Uh, it, it it does leave a little bit um, want there. Well, hey, um, you, you left out you left out you know the game's next exciting two way player, and that's Michael Lorenzen, man. Oh gosh, there's like eight of them. But, dude, Lorenzen can stroke it, and he can bring that heat, dude. Yeah, and and you know, well, I'm just gonna say I like him. That's all I'm gonna say. I like Michael Lorenzen. I would take him in Kansas City, uh, probably for. Uh, reasons outside of baseball, but we're just gonna leave it at that. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, either way, um, uh, their their bullpen is all right. I think that uh, their starting pitching is decent. Like it's not a bad starting pitching group there. Uh, they it could be worse. And I also think that very you could very easily see them trading in the um in the season as bullpen. And bullpen is hard. Hard to predict, hard to know. Uh it's not that often that you know you or that everybody's right when you they say you have a good bullpen. Now something that they could do because he's still Unless I'm, unless I missed something, which I don't think I have, but you know, you still got a guy like Craig Kimbrell that's floating around out there. Um, yeah. You know, you bring him in, you 
you know, sure up that bullpen even more. And I mean, at this point, if you make the deals that Cincinnati's made and you're saying we are trying to be competitive, we are trying to do it, then why not be like the Padres and go all in on someone? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And they have been they have been making a lot of moves and deals and stuff. And uh when you take a look at their uh the amount of money for this year is at one uh, approximately 125 million. Um, when you take some of uh, some of the different people that they have to pay uh, from other times, you know that are on the team, it's 143. Yeah. And so they're plenty underneath the tax threshold. It just depends on where what they're willing to open their open their pockets to. So I, I'm gonna say this. Um, it's not, and, and I know you'll disagree with me. It would not surprise me to see them in the playoffs this year at all. Like in lo- much less than San Diego. In San Diego, I wouldn't be surprised, and they they have an easier path maybe. But um, I I think this team with just a little bit of work around is definitely a playoff team. And once you get to the playoffs, you don't know what's going to happen. And 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 I get that they have teams above them that are really good, but I don't know. I mean, I could see them doing it. And so um, I, maybe I like Alex Wood too much. That guy's one good pitcher. Um, but uh, Takes more than one, though. Yeah, Takes more uh, but, than one. but, I mean, these other guys, they're yeah. right about the same. So, I mean, they just don't have that that top of the rotation guy, which is more of a problem in the playoffs than during the regular season at times. Right. Uh, so... Uh, let's go ahead and take a look here at the um, at the Chicago White Sox. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I mean, AL Central rival. Um, I'm not saying that I like them. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I'll talk about them. Uh, White Sox. Oh, the good old White Sox. Now they've been uh, a few years ago. They were that top uh, top minor league system. And they've got, they've had some of those guys come up. Some have hit some, or some have done well. Some not as well as I was thinking. Uh, Giolito comes to mind for me there, uh, but he can still he could still end up being something else. Um, so as you take a look at their team right now, they have six um, in that top one hundred, and they you know they have. Uh, but five of those are in the top 50. So they have some top-end uh, prospects there. One's injured, um, uh, Kopech, and that was a big hit for them there. And then, um, But they have, uh, obviously, uh, Aloy Jimenez, who everybody's waiting, just like hoping is coming up soon uh, because he's supposed to hit, hit. And I think um, I think if, if, you, if he has a good spring that – it's going to be hard for them not to bring him up. Like people were kind of upset with how they handled uh, Jimenez last year, so uh, you know they're going to feel that pressure if he's performing this spring to get him up there. Well, and yeah, part of the reason they're here is they have made some moves. They not as much as San Diego or even Cincinnati, but but they went and got John Jay shore up the outfield a little bit. Went and got uh, Brandon Geyer. Uh, trade for uh, Yonder Alonso, um, and they uh, went out and got James McCann. And I don't know, uh, 
they're they're pairing him up with Wellington Castillo. I probably see McCann getting a little bit more of the time there, but you it could go either way. Um, on those, it, it's nice to have two good catchers. Um, right. And but uh, when you combine that, they they have Abreu. He's starting to get get up there in age. Um, people were starting to question some of his work last year. I I think we're going to see Abreu uh, have a decent year this year. Um, they've got Yon Makata, and you know he's decent third baseman there. They they just. They're pretty decent across the board in their lineup. Um, nothing that's like jumps out at you, though. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, they're a team that's that's been building uh, from the ground up. You know, they're working on their um, minor league system, and it's just going to take some time. You know, they just got to be patient with with it. You know, I, to be honest with you, as a Royals fan, uh, I look at what they have in the minors. And I think about what our core of guys was able to accomplish once they got up and it makes me a little bit nervous for the future. Like now the White Sox are one of those teams that would you be surprised if, if they went out and just started spending uh, some of these assets and and bringing in some veteran guys because, because they, especially if they're having a little bit of success, if they say, Oh, we can, we can go for it. And here's the thing too, where Cincinnati's in arguably the toughest division in baseball, the White Sox are in toughly, are, are in arguably the weakest division. So, a little run could get you in a position to where you're like, oh, we can make the playoffs, right? So, if they start uh, dealing off some of this young talent to bring in guys that they think can get it done this year or next year, you know that changes that long the, that longer term outlook. But I mean, you look at you know you, we mentioned Jimenez, you got. Um, you know, Tim Anderson, Moncada, um, that are all young. And then you also have guys that they've recently drafted, like um, like Jake Berger. You know, he, I mean, he's going to be still in the lower minors. But uh, they've got uh, Madrigal sitting there. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have a lot of talent that's coming through their system right now. And if they can just stay the course with it and let it play out, then yeah, the White Sox could be positioning themselves to be a team. Like, I mean, if okay, if they didn't trade anyone, right? If they if they stuck with it, I would say you're probably looking maybe like four years, maybe before yeah. you're le- legitimately in there. Um, but but if you do that, then you can have I feel like a longer longer window once you are being successful. Um, can the White Sox wait that long? Is the question? Yeah, and. And they're going to have to have one of their – they're going to need somebody to kind of uh, shore up that, that lineup altogether. It's not a bad group they have, but they, they're they still a little bit – they seem a little bit further away from uh, competition and some of those other guys, other teams that we just looked looked at. But they have, you know, they have some great pitchers coming up that are down low, you know, yeah. double A, injured, Kopech. I mean, he's supposed to be amazing. You never know what those guys, though. Like I said earlier, uh, Giolito, um, I mean, I've I've known known about him for a while. Uh, we, 
I, like I thought the Rangers were going to draft him for a while at one point, and so um, it didn't work out for them. But um, uh, but you know um, they've got they've got some young guys already in their rotation, some young guys already in their lineup. They've yeah. it could happen. Well, but I, I mean, I don't now, see if you for if three you wanted to, to tell years. me that that the White Sox could end up second in the division this year, I'll accept that. Like, there's just because of the level of where everyone is. Like, I mean, you could argue Minnesota, um, Chicago, Kansas City, you know, any of these teams that's not Cleveland in the division, right, that you could sit here and tell me they're going to be second place in the division, and I won't I, I won't like, fight yeah, you on it. It's possible. Yeah. Even Detroit. Man, why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's nothing that's – there's not one of those teams that's like a clear – Second best team, yeah, and, in the central. And quite honestly, uh, the White Sox are, have maybe shown the most that they want to try to be there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they, it would you know, be them. You they know? went out and they got you know Kelvin Herrera. Um, you know, they've yeah. added Alex Colomay to their bullpen. Um, Ivan Nova in the rotation. I mean, they've went and they've yeah. tried to you know add some pieces here here and there. Um, to it, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I love Herrera. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think he's going to be solid for them in that closer role. So, yeah, I mean, they on paper, and you compare them to those other teams, they have just as good a shot as anyone else to finish second in the division. And then, if you can get to that point, I mean, if Cleveland stumbles a little bit, who knows? Yeah, yeah, and I still feel like they're a little ways away. Yeah. Um, I'm further than other two teams. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, uh, obviously, I feel um, as far as as far as ranking those teams, um, I think that San Diego has the brightest outlook, but maybe Cincinnati is a little bit closer at the moment. But that could change fair. pretty quick. That's and fair. then, and then, I mean, the White Sox are behind there. If I'm the White bit. Sox, I'd probably trade Abreu. To be honest with you. If you could get something for him, and if he has a good year, like I mean, you know, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, his con, his his average, you know, annual price isn't bad at all. So, I think you, I think you find someone that would, you know, approach it with the all he needs is a change of scenery type, you know, approach. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you want to take a look at our last team here? Yeah. Um, uh, we've got the Giants here, and. The Giants are such a weird team in so many ways. You know, uh, there for a while, uh, what was it? Every even year they were winning the World Series, yeah. and and they just um, just kept going like like they would just keep reloading and reloading, and then it caught up to them as it does with so many teams. And they they've made some moves, and I, I don't know. They probably think they're closer than. I would necessarily feel they don't have because, as I mentioned before, they kept reloading and trading. They don't have as much um, prospect-wise. They only had two in the top 100, and that's that doesn't mean the end of the world for a team. Um, their their core is a little bit older than some of these teams that we were looking at, but they do have they they do make some moves, and they they've. Brought in quite a few different people. Uh, if you take a look this year, um, 
they uh, they um, signed Para Gerardo Para. Um, they have um, Rene R- Rivera. They signed Youngvert. Uh, y- uh, uh, I can't ever say his name. Younger he was Solarte. Yeah, he was with the Rangers for a while. Um, but Solarte, uh, that's what I always call him. Uh, you know, they signed him, and he's gonna. He'll probably be. I would bet he'll be utility for them. Um, he'll probably play most every day. I'm betting. Uh, they went and got Karen Maven. Uh, kind of tried to help with some of their outfield. Um, their their outfield is um, leaves a little to be desired um, outside of uh, uh, Para. And now you know they've got Maven. Honestly, yeah, they are in every bit of the talks all the time of Harper and everything like that. I don't think that they're actually willing to go quite to the price. I think they're more of that team that's hoping that he'll have to settle and uh they could if they wanted to um you know um money wise let's see they're sitting for the year uh they're sitting at 168 so you add something like that now they're flirting with the the tax threshold and everything and um if I don't know if you think your roster's there, you, you do it. But um, this is this is a roster that I could see competing, and in the in the West, I can definitely see it. Um, but I think that there's a lot of chance that we could see a long term downfall from this roster as well. Um, if they, you're if you're in that front office, uh-huh. do you consider? If you're, say, third place in the NL West come the deadline, do you consider um, kind of blowing it up and and start to build that minor league system up? Of course, but I don't think they're going to. (laughs) And so, like, like, they keep trying. Like last season, it was McCutcheon. It was a few other things. And they started – they're – you know, at the end of last year, I remember I looked at a few things that they were doing, and they were bringing in some guys to try to – see if they would be ready for this next year and but like and they kind of sold a little bit but they weren't really looking for um let's blow this whole thing up even though they've kind of haven't had great success but i will tell you this um i mentioned earlier that they don't have much coming up uh i do really like padre son as a pitcher he he was something else last year for him, and um, I think that that you'll see him uh, do even better this year. Uh, they um, they got him as a as a free agent last year, and um, I don't know. He came up and was pitching and pitching well, he, nasty. Um, but he's almost twenty seven now, yeah. and I mean that's their youth. Um, so uh, it is a little different situation than some of these. Um, yeah, they're they're banking that Posey will be healthy and be able to hit. They're they're moving him more and more to first and you know switching him in and out. They've got Belt um, there. They've got Evan Longoria who's you know up there and Crawford. Um, I don't know. Giants. The Giants always think that they can compete and somehow they do quite often. So I mean, I think out of the teams that 
we've talked about, I would put them at the bottom of it of of the list simply because the core that they're counting on is you know heading towards that downhill side of their careers instead of having you know like if you're the White Sox you're you're building up a core of young guys with some veterans mixed in yeah. um you got the same well, thing in San Diego but in San Francisco I mean these guys aren't going to get any younger you know they're they're and, not going to re-enter and who's going to come there or, or not, not that, but who's next, you know? And, right. Um, uh, they're willing to spend. But what I will say is I agree with you for long-term prospects. Um, as far as in the next – this year or next year, um, I think they have as good a chance as any. They also have a good chance to win 60 games again, you know? Yeah. But, but I do think that um, – Without some injuries, and last year they had some injuries that were rough. Um, and if if their guys, they've got a pitching staff that's all right. If Holland pitches like he pitched last year, rather than how he pitched when he was with the Rangers, um, they've got a decent pitching staff, a good enough one. Um, Bumgarner, you know, uh, if if he can show that he hasn't lost it or anything like that, I mean, you've got Shark who. I don't know. He's not my favorite, but um, uh, I can't Samarja. say his name either. Um, <laughs> but um, and then Pomerant, uh, Pomerantz, who they picked up this year, um, okay, okay, pitcher. But you know, we're talking a lot of okay. This is going to have to hit. This is going to have to hit. This is going to have to hit. And they do have a decent bullpen. Um, is, is I would like their bullpen better if like let's throw it out there for these guys again too. I mean, if they say. Yeah, let's go in. And I'm, I agree. If they're going to get it done, it's got to be this year, or next year, because yeah, we're 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 assuming that you're going to see the Dodgers take a, a little step back this year, possibly. Um, but it's probably not going to. They're they're probably not going to be back there for very long, right? Uh, the Dodgers are they're set up to kind of retool. Um, so if you're going to go for it, go for it. Why not? You know, bring in a yeah. Kimbrel. Because, I mean, I like Will Smith much better as a setup guy than as your everyday closer. Um, well, Dyson's closed before, and he did a great job for Texas. Um, uh, the one thing I wanted to, wanted to mention is, uh, I don't know, they the the Giants people I see really, really think that they can get Harper. And <laughs> I, I don't know why, but that would make a huge difference on their team. I mean, it would make a huge difference on any yeah. team, but but that might extend that another another few years. But but I don't know. It might also be really bad for them. So I don't know. Um, uh, you know, if you're, if you're ranking prospects for next year out of the four teams we looked at today – I could see the Giants maybe getting in there, you know, like like I see I see them a little bit more than the, than any of the You're other teams. You talking about for 2019? Yeah, for this year. Okay, this okay. year. I said next year, I meant this year. Yeah. Um uh the, the I see them a little bit further off than some of them, but I also see them a lot further down if that makes any sense. And um but uh I think the Reds are probably a better team, but the Giants don't have the same things to jump over as the Reds. And yeah, so, they primarily have one team they got to worry about in the National League West, and maybe the Padres as well. Apparently, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I still think the Padres window probably starts next year once they have another, yeah. you know, off season to 
you know tinker with that uh, twenty five man roster if, a little bit more. If they have a good start to this year, though, I think uh, I think we'll see it start at this trade deadline. But yeah. if not, um, next year. Yeah. I I don't know. I I enjoy talking about these teams. Uh, I don't talk talk about some of these teams as much as some others and so um it's interesting um i love i love the way that they're they're working and that kind of stuff and so yeah no doubt uh, no it's fun talk i'll be looking forward to what's next in your series i know we've got a few teams we haven't hit on yet so i'm sure there's another one coming yeah we have a couple we have a couple more left we have one more like this um and we'll probably hit the rangers and royals next week which is our favorite to talk about but we'll look at some other teams there too we'll try to make sure we hit them (laughs) (laughs) all right andy where can uh where can people follow you at on social media oh on twitter i'm at um at z ziga z-s-i-g-a underscore andy a-n-d-y okay Awesome. And guys, you can follow me on Twitter as well. It is at Eric Boston three. That is at Eric Boston and the number three, man. I, you know, I think it was a, a, a fun talk, Andy. I'm looking forward to that next one. Uh, guys, if you want to keep up with us, like I said, catch up on past episodes, uh, you know, ch- check out the rest of them that's been in the series so far. That's going to be at out of the pin baseball.com. We have all those episodes right there as long as well as, uh, you know, articles and, and different things, uh, some videos that we did uh, last year around, you know, some minor league stuff. Uh, like we were talking about, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., we were able to interview him. So just check out what we have. And then most importantly, get in there and, and just interact with us, guys. It's baseball from a fan's perspective, and we need you to make that happen. But thank you for listening, and we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Happy. Baseball fans rejoice. It's my team, my voice. For the most baseball coverage on MTMV Sports, tune into the Out of the Pin podcast every other Friday night. Join me, Eric Boston, and the rest of the Out of the Pin baseball team as we bring you interviews, discussions, and the latest happenings from around the baseball world. It's the Out of the Pin podcast. Check out our website at outofthepinbaseball.com where you always get baseball from a fan's perspective.